2: the banks are falling apart and the treasury bill and the deficit and all kinds of garbage be anxious for nothing that's half the reason why i don't tell you a lot of things be anxious for nothing but in everything by and supplication what supplication? It's a petitioning God. It's, it's persevering in prayer with thanksgiving. Oh, I'm glad he put that there. That means my Debbie doubter has to leave. My franticing Fran. So, okay, I'm not supposed to worry about this upcoming election. I'm not w- supposed to worry about this. Well, I'm going to take everything to prayer and thanksgiving.
1: Thank you for joining us here at Westside Christian Fellowship, located in Leona Valley, California, one hour north of Los Angeles. Today on Regaining Lost Ground, we hear the fourth part of this spirit-filled message from Pastor Shane titled, Hearing from Heaven, Getting Orders from Headquarters. Romans eight thirteen through 14 tells us, For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. Does it ever seem that your prayers are not being heard? Ask yourself, are you hungry for more of God? Are you desperate to see your life radically transformed by the saving grace of Jesus? Today, Pastor Shane encourages us to trust in the leading of the Holy Spirit through steadfast prayer and daily humility to the truth of God's living word. You can hear the whole message at Pastor Shane's YouTube and Rumble channels. Make sure to subscribe today. For more information, visit us online at westsidechristianfellowship.org. We also encourage you to hear more truth from Pastor Shane with the Idleman Unplugged weekly podcast. And now, from Westside Christian Fellowship in Leona Valley, California, here's Pastor Shane Eidelman.
2: And he said, take it and eat, and it will make your stomach bitter, but it will be as sweet as honey in your mouth. Isn't that interesting? So this little book... Now, there's a lot of speculation on what this means. This little book was sweet as honey, but when it got to his stomach, it was bitter. In Psalms, there's lots of references that God's law is sweeter than honey. So it could be, and I think I agree with some of the commentators, (coughs) the law of God was sweet. What God is saying is sweet, but the ramifications of His judgment are going to be bitter and hard to swallow. Because that's what we're going to keep reading as we go through Revelation. Does anyone know who Matthew Henry is? He was a commentator. 1700's John Wesley would travel with just the commentary of Matthew Henry and the Bible. He said, let us seek to be taught by Christ and to obey His orders, daily meditating on His Word that it may nourish our soul, and then declaring it according to our several stations, meaning where you are in life. The sweetness of such contemplations will often be mingled with bitterness while we compare the Scriptures with the state of the world and the church or even with that of our own hearts. So he's basically saying, like the Bible, there's a time for peace, a time for war. And things are are, are beautiful, but they're also ugly, aren't they? What's that old saying? The best of times... In the worst of times, it could be what he's dealing with here. So he took the little book and he ate it and it was sweet, but his stomach became very bitter. And now he said, Now you must prophesy against many peoples, nations, tongues, and kings. In other words, now John is going to prophesy, as we keep reading through Revelation, different, different people, different nations. And that's why I can't, I, I can't gravitate towards the belief that a lot of this has already ended in Revelation. There's there's still some things that seem on the horizon, obviously, what is coming up. Matthew Henry again. Most men feel pleasure in looking into future events, and all good men like to receive a word from God. But when this book of prophecy was thoroughly digested by the apostle, the contents would be bitter. There were things so awful and terrible, such grievous persecution of the people of God, such desolation that the foresight and foreknowledge of them would be painful to His mind. So here are the things I wanted to share. I might wait until I speak again because I don't want to run through these, but I think they're so important. They're going to help a couple people today. Maybe I'll go back to them. But if you want to hear from heaven, here's a couple keys I'm going to leave you with. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So you are a product of who or what you listen to. So if you're not... Think about this. God actually inspired the Bible. Holy men of God were were moved by the Holy Spirit to write the actual brief words of God, and we don't have time to read it. That's the best way you're going to hear from heaven scriptures will come alive principles will leap out and you'll be guided by the word of god so you can hear from heaven today you can go home open the word and hear from heaven and that faith will rise up anybody having a hard time with their faith right now you look at the news it's like faith is faltering people are walking away i I don't know what to do. My faith is getting weak. I'm, I'm, I'm drifting from God. If you go back to the Word of God, faith comes by hearing the Word of God. So the more you read the Word of God, the more you get encouraged. And the reason is there's three primary influencers working to influence us. Number one, the flesh and its lust. Did you know the flesh lusts? What the flesh does, here's why it's hard to hear from heaven. We want to wait on God. We want to hear from heaven. The flesh seeks immediate gratification. Feed me, feed me, feed me so I can destroy you. (laughs) Not really, but kind of. (laughs) I mean, can you imagine if you just gave the flesh full control? How many of you would be back in rehab if you gave the flesh full control? Six feet under is right too. But think about that. It would destroy us. So there is a restraint on it but the influence is still there, so every waking hour that flesh is influencing us, and it 's hard to hear from heaven if we 're listening to that voice and feeding that voice and then of course, the devil, how does the devil influence us? Well, the Bible talks about him firing the darts, the firing the darts, so what he does, I believe, and we can look at you know to a teaching on this sometime is the flesh is pulling us a certain way. He will fuel and he will feed that direction, right? The flesh wants to get, or the, just, just um, you know, bitter, right, or angry, and then here comes the fiery darts. Oh, you shouldn't put up with that. Did they, did they not say hi to you, Today, look how they treated you. Look what they say. I bet, I bet. You ever hear that? Like, you come up with this whole scenario. You don't even know if it's true. Who comes up with that whole scenario? Who plants that thought in your mind? Right? I bet Phil and Carrie are mad at me. I haven't seen them in a while. They're not, I haven't texted them in a while. I bet they're, I bet, oh, fertile soil. Isn't it? That's how the devil works the fiery darts, discouragement. And he'll keep, he'll keep that going and fueling the flesh. But then thank God for the third influence. God leads and convicts us. Joy follows the right decision. Another way to hear from heaven, small daily choices are the key. Small daily choices aren't are correct? Because saying, making the right choice Remember, it's it's often not the big things. Like there's no way I'm going to fall down to the ground right now. But it's not too hard to do this. right? One step at a time. One compromise at a time. One wrong choice at a time. This isn't too bad, right? And then, bam, how did I get here? How did I get here? That's why the Bible talks about nipping it in the bud. Not the exact phrase, but removing Sin. When sin fully grown brings forth death, abort the sin at the first incidence. Confess it, bring it to others, bring it to the light. You stop, and then you get or the right the right choices. How many of you? How many of us? I talk to men a lot of times too. You know, you go you, you time to you know you're going online, and you know you probably shouldn't be going online, and then that choice leads to a different choice see it's one step at a time how many people are in fractured marriages right now or divorced because of choices they started to make years ago that could have been halted could have been stopped but praise God don't live in regret that's why I put this at the end joy follows joy follows maybe I didn't put that that's in my notes there we go Tim was ahead of me. Good job. Joy follows the right decision. Joy follows the right decision. Here's why good decisions are so hard to make. The flesh, I want, I want to fill the instant gratification now, so I make the decision now and please the flesh. Now I'm, now I'm depressed. Or God's decisions say, this is hard, I'm depressed, I don't like it, I make the right decision, now I have joy. Delayed gratification versus immediate gratification. Immediate gratification, it feels good now, and then I have depression. Or man, this is hard, I'm struggling, but i make the right choice, and then joy follows. That's how God's Word works. Now we can go to the next one. Here's, here's what I wanted to, to point on here. Change your course immediately for clarification. So if you're in disobedience, you're confused, you know you're not on the right path, thank God He doesn't make you follow a 20-stage checklist It takes a couple months all right, all right, by February, if you do this, go to church every every Sunday and Wednesday, and you have to come to morning worship at 6 a.m. for the next six months, then you'll get back in my will. No, he says now. Change course now. Change course now. Prodigal son lost everything. He's eating with the pigs. I love what the Bible says. And when he came to himself choice that quick some of you need to come to yourself this morning some listening to this need to come to themselves run back to the father stop eating with the pigs make a decision yes is difficult and then i put in here how to know if god is closing a certain door because we don't want to force doors open when it comes here when it comes to hearing from heaven and I, I wanted to do a whole sermon on this at some point because it's so important. But when God, when when you're wanting to hear from heaven, get direction from God, don't force doors open. The Spirit forbade them a few times in the book of, book, book of Acts. Thank God for, for closed doors. What's that old song? Thank God for unanswered prayers. How many of you can say? thank you Lord I didn't marry such and such oh maybe they're sitting next to you so you can't do that so thank God for unanswered prayers because God knows God knows best but many times I see even even myself I've tried to force doors open have you done that before force doors open how to know if God is closing a door I just want to share two things with you quickly Number one, you have to really know, is it God's will? Is it God's will? Like, okay, Lord, I'm pretty sure you want me to do this. And so, when you're in God's will, you're going to have delays and distractions and setback and discouragement. Welcome to God's will. So when you know something is God's will, for example, many of you don't know, some of you do if you've been here a while, but the radio stations that we purchased, did you know they didn't let me on the air about six years ago. They said, okay, we'll think about it. Put something together. We'll put something together. They said, no thanks. You're not really a good fit. We do more Calvary chapels. It was a Calvary chapel. Well, Well, I don't know what that was about. But I knew it was God's will. So I kept pushing and pressing, and Morgan said to email the station in L.A. We did, and that's where the radio ministry started. And that's how, but I knew it was God's will. I knew, okay, Lord, you want... and. But there's other things where I don't know if this is God's will. You ever pursue somebody in a relationship and God closes the door and you don't want to keep pursuing that. He closes the door. So number one, try to find out, Lord, is this your will? Is this your will? Is this something you want me to do? And again, this would take a whole teaching, but I thought it was important to let you know to be be careful. Lord, are you closing the door? Or is this something you want me to pursue? even though I'm discouraged and and he'll show you lord I need confirmation I need confirmation if this is something you want me to do I've never known god to leave a person hanging have you Now waiting <laughs> yes hanging No what's the difference Hanging is I've got to make a decision now I've got to know tomorrow I've got to make a decision and 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 what am I supposed to do Sometimes you'll step out in faith, of course, but, but God will keep you waiting, but not hanging. The finality of faith. The finality of faith. Finally, when we hear from heaven, at some point you have to step out in faith. Often it's the last step and it's the most challenging. Okay, Lord, I think I heard from you. Anyone been there? I think I heard from you. I'm going to do this and I'm going to step out in faith. Because before that point, it's really just a concept in our mind, right? We're struggling with it. We're going back and forth. We're not too sure. It's not too hard. you know. It's just, but now when we have to actually step out, so there will be faith involved. It's the last step, and it's the most challenging. And then the final point, praise God, sermon's almost over. The power of peace. Let me tell you, peace is so important when it comes to hearing from heaven, following God's will. I I don't know if this verse applies to us today though, does it? If any time in the history of the Bible, this verse is for us today. They didn't have TikTok and Instagram and Facebook and the news telling you how bad everything is. And how your 401k isn't going to be there, neither is your retirement, and the banks are falling apart, and the treasury bill and the deficit and all kinds of garbage. Trust me, it's it's not pretty right now. Be anxious for nothing. That's half the reason why I don't tell you a lot of things, (laughs) because I don't want to increase anxiety. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by and supplication. What's supplication? It's a petitioning God. It's it's persevering in prayer with thanksgiving. Oh, I'm glad he put that there. That means my Debbie Doubter has to leave. My franticing friend. So, okay, I'm not supposed to worry about this upcoming election. I'm not w- supposed to worry about this. Well, I'm going to take everything to prayer and thanksgiving. Lord, I'm thankful, and there's so much to be thankful about. Just think about it. Just think about how much thankfulness. Running water, hello? Talk to Bishop after the service and ask, ask how many people in Uganda have running hot water? How many people have ice? Not many. No, ice. Ice. <laughs> you go in your refrigerator and put ice in a cup. No, not too many people know that luxury, have that luxury. Or a little box in the hallway. 69's a little cold. Seventy-one, seventy-two, seventy-three. The heater turns on. Ask Him how many people have that in their homes? In Uganda. You are so blessed in this country. For a Christian to complain? No, it's hard. I'm not preaching at you. I'm sitting in the audience. It's hard. Why is it hard? Because I've become comfortable. And now you're shaking me out of my comfort zone. Kind of reminds me, I have a little puppy. He's a year old now. He'll follow me everywhere I get, but four in the morning, he just follows me. And he goes and sits right where I'm sitting on the couch. He knows. He's like fighting. He doesn't want to get down. I have to grab him. He's, he's comfortable. He's com- He's not. And so I have to take him. I have to go, go, go on the floor. Whoops, there's my... Must be losing weight. I'm falling off easy. I have been fasting, though, for this sermon. So I want to bless you guys. But that's what happens. We become comfortable. And then when God, when something knocks us off of our comfort, how many people have 401ks in retirement in Uganda? Ask him. If they don't get their next meal many times, Blue Cross, Blue Shield, Kaiser, are you kidding me? And we complain, and we complain, and we complain. Me too, guys. Can you imagine if we got back to thankfulness? Lord, thank you. Doesn't mean you're happy. Oh yeah, take my four hundred one k. I don't want any retirement. I don't. I mean, yeah. It's like, oh man, this stinks. More than anything, what I'm upset about is what we're leaving for our children and grandchildren. That's what I really. That's what really ticks me off. These perverted drag shows and these pride parades and all this garbage that is going to destroy our nation. Lying and deceiving, the wicked news. But in all of that, we should be thankful. <laughs> And let your request be known to God. And with as long see, here's the thing. And I've had people tell me, but Shane, the peace of God, it says the peace of God will, will will rule my heart. Why isn't it? Well, are you following the other thing? Are you following the precursors? Are you following the orders from headquarters to receive that peace? You can't miss one of these and, and have the peace of God. You can't be anxious and fearful. And thankful. And the peace. See, the peace of God flows into a heart that is open because of all these things. And this peace will guard your heart. It will guard your minds through Christ Jesus your Lord. That's how truly know. Often, peace of God is in your heart as you're making decisions and hearing from heaven. But I had to put a warning in there. I have to put this warning because I hear this a lot, and so do you. Do you ever run into those people? You know they're in sin, right? They're like you can't have two wives, my friend. You can't you can't be cheating on your wife and or you can't be in and doing this type of very dist- and here's what they say it happens a lot. But Shane. I have peace about it. Sm- I, but I have peace about it. You ever hear that? Come on. You know you're in sin. You are as caught as they come. C- can we be honest this morning? Have you? Can, we, but I have peace about it. I've had wives call me. Their kids are at home. He's at church with his girlfriend. Like we need to have a meeting this week. Hello, man. I've tried. I've done all I can do. You don't know what I'm going through. I have peace about it. What happens? They are continually suppressing the truth via disobedience and it offers them false peace. This is how even a Christian caught in sin can easily say, but I have peace about it. They don't have true peace. They've made up their mind to disobey God and have peace about that decision. So don't let those jokers fool you. Now, I should clarify, somebody might say that you disagree with, hey, I have peace about this and you know you don't agree with it, That's I'm not talking about that. We saw this a lot when the, um, I can't say the word, so let me um, jab. YouTube, they got little bots that go in, your video has been, disc- they remove one video a week now from YouTube. You broke our guidelines, and you talked about, So if you're listening later or here, go on Rumble. Go on Rumble, Rumble, Rumble. Go on Rumble. Free speech.
1: You've been listening to Regaining Lost Ground with Pastor Shane Eidelman. You can find more information at westsidechristianfellowship.org. That's westsidechristianfellowship.org. And for all the latest on what God is doing with His ministry here, please be sure to follow us on most social media platforms. Westside Christian Fellowship is located 60 miles north of Los Angeles in Leona Valley, California. Thank you again for listening to today's message of regaining lost ground, where we are reminded daily times change, truth does not. Regaining Lost Ground is sponsored by the generous supporters of the Ministries of Westside Christian Fellowship.
0: Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the
1: military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm
0: bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn...